Good morning. My name is Josh. This is my family, plus Nicole and Doug. Uh, Church, thank you for sending us to Casa de Esperanza. Uh, We were there a week and a half-ish ago. Uh, I just want to communicate to you guys that we uh, vividly saw the Lord with us in Bolivia. Uh, We saw answers to your prayers for us while we were there. Our travel went remarkably smooth, except for bumpy roads. Uh, we got through customs. Everything was, was really clear and much more speedy than last time we went. Uh, the Lord just granted us so many opportunities for conversations with the children and the staff, uh, just to encourage them and remind them of the great work that they're doing every day. We saw the Lord provide financially through you beyond what we asked, and we were able to bless Casa and the staff greatly with that as well. The tools and the sports balls were a huge blessing. The guys working on the roof uh, used the drills that we brought almost exclusively, and they'll continue to benefit from all the tools that we brought them. We learned much about being the hands and feet of Jesus and coming alongside an organization that's doing so much to proclaim Jesus to these children, and they're doing it well. Um, I was just super encouraged getting to know these kids, and I don't know what I was expecting to find at you know an orphanage, maybe something that I'd seen in a movie or, or something, but it was... Um, different than that and these kids were full of life so vibrant and so funny they love to make fun of me Um, so (laughs) um, but just watching them play with one another and connect with us they they were just a joy and I I felt like that was a um, a testament to what Casa what they're doing at Casa and the impact they're having on these kids and their hearts and um, I specifically saw that with a, a friendship I made with a 12-year-old girl. <clears throat> she was the most patient with me. She kind of hung back at first while the girls were crowding around and laughing and trying to talk to me, and I just couldn't, I couldn't catch on. And she finally quieted them all, and she spoke so slowly to me and helped me understand what they were saying. And um, she just made me feel really good, and she was patient and took her time just to make sure I was comfortable and helped me connect with the other girls. And um, she just seemed to have a joy and a quiet wisdom about her and and a tenderness. I expressed all this to Abdias, which you saw up here a few minutes ago. And he explained that she had actually come just one year ago with six siblings. She was the oldest and um, cared for her siblings almost exclusively. She worked hard to provide for them and protect them from the violence in their home that was usual. Um, When she first came, she would frequently get in fights with kids and adults, and she was just always trying to care for her siblings, just always hiding under her hats and just in a really hard way, and that was just one year ago, and it was the same girl. I was blown away. After just one year at CASA, she was able to relax, be a kid, enjoy playing soccer, braiding hair, laughing with her friends, and she proudly pointed out to me all her siblings. When I joked about having such a small family compared to her, she motioned to the group of kids and staff and reminded me that we were all brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> yeah, she, she really reminded me that Fidel and Trito do a great job instilling God's family into the kids there with a loving Heavenly Father, Tios and Tias that love them, and so many brothers and sisters. Um, This place is just truly a place where kids are healing, coming to understand their worth, learn the gospel, and receive love. 
And I've just been blessed to have some of them as my friends now and hope to continue to build those friendships in the future. Thanks, Brooke. So this was my very first short-term mission trip. Um, and I think before leaving, I really struggled with, like, what's the purpose of this? You know, it's like, it's a week, a week and a half, and I'm very relational. And so I didn't want to go and, and be hurtful and not helpful. And so I think... Um, some really valuable time that we had as a team was in the mornings um, before the day would begin. We would actually talk about like, what does that look like in practice? Like, how can we actually come alongside um, this group of people, our partners, build relationships um, and learn and then be able to encourage and pray intentionally for them. Um, and so with that kind of shifted mindset, it encouraged me um, to go out. And I think I can speak for a lot of our team the, some really impactful moments that we had were with Chirito and Fidel, who are the leaders of Casa de Esperanza. And just to have unhurried time with anybody really is, is valuable, I think, nowadays. But I found that in Latin America, it's, their lifestyle is slower, and so you're able to see the Lord work. Um, and just to be able to sit and hear their hearts and experience God um, just directly from them. They're constantly giving glory to God, you know, when they don't have enough. Um, they're currently underfunded, but the Lord obviously is faithful and continuously provides and just they carry the spirit of God with them. And so I loved our time. Um, we were always drinking coffee with them um, at any at any hour, really. They would be like, oh, cafe, you know, you want to come up? And we always said yes, because we love coffee. Um, and so that was just so sweet uh, to walk alongside them um, and just learn how we can pray intentionally, provide what they ask for, right? That's not hurtful, but um, then coming back and having that relationship still exist and, and see what we can do from here um, was so sweet. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed that time. And another opportunity that we had towards the end of our trip, um, there's an extension of Casa de Esperanza. It's called Phase 2. And it's for the students that are 18 years old um, and technically would age out of the foster care system in Bolivia. But they've began this program. Um, Abdias's older brother, Abdiel, selflessly leads that. And it's essentially um, if students want to move to La Paz, uh, which is about four hours away from the orphanage, and then pursue a career um, of their choosing. They live in a house that we got to visit, spend time in. Um, and it was just really sweet to spend that time with the college students, too because you hear their dreams, you hear what they're worried about, and then additionally, just how can we support them from here in prayer? Um, and it was just honestly the best, so thanks. Good morning, church. Um, one of the things that came to mind when we discussed going to Bolivia is the Bible and scripture, I think, is very clear on orphans and widows. And so I'd ask you to kind of look at James 1, 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unsustained, unstained from the world. So that was kind of an overarching theme for me to say, and there's multiple uh, verses that uh, Scripture references orphans. And when we think of our own childhood and how we grew up with so many advantages, that was one that just said, you know, there's a there's a calling to go there wherever they are. And Josh, I might disagree on some of the travel. I had a different experience of getting there. Being one of the uh, older members of this group uh, was not as comfortable as I thought it might be. But once you arrive on campus, 
there's 60 children who are just full of life and joy. So that was really fulfilling. Um, I really enjoyed that tremendously. So I, I would ask us all to kind of consider as you look at some of the pictures and if you want to talk to any of us about our experience, consider your time, treasures, and talents. So some of us want to write a check and say, hey, just use it the way you need it. But there's other ways to give, right? And the Bible's clear about this too, is if you have time, maybe there's things you can do with some of your free time to invest into this group there or somewhere else. And think about talents. I've talked uh, frequently to some of the other people. You know, I don't know if I'll go back next year. I don't know how often I could go back, but I'm touched by my experience there to do something here in the US. And we have so many resources available to us. So it could be website de design. It could be social media stuff. If you really feel a calling for children and orphans, there's a great opportunity. We just got to get you plugged in, and it could be an hour a week. It could be two hours a month, whatever you decide. But really look at your time, your treasures, and your talents on how to support an orphanage. And I can promise you this. Whatever you give down to Casa de Esperanza is very well stewarded. These are children that are happy, they're healthy, they're safe. And that's really all we want from all of our kids. It was a great trip. That's all. We just want to say thank you guys. Uh, we have so much more that we could share, and we hope that you'll catch up with us after service. Thank you guys for your support. <laughs>